0: The Saints, we marching in this year. We hit a win, let's get it! Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. Baby boy, the prince. Everybody Katrina, other bears can't stop us this year. We undefeated again. This is the way we live. The wall is we here. Katrina, other best, can't stop us this year. So big these <laughs> teams is no I big I see you, big, big. big This is the way we live
1: what's up everybody and welcome back to the second episode of big easy bets i'm your host logan and as always with me in the studio nick von brick
0: hey how's it doing down
1: there on today's episode we're talking fantasy football such as what to do with that coveted number one pick why you don't need to take a quarterback before the fifth round and we're gonna talk a little bit of tight ends because we were looking at them, there's really not too many to pick from in my opinion. We're gonna be talking a few breakout players, and also at the end of the episode, we're gonna be talking about a punishment for what to do for whoever comes in last place in your league. So before we get started, I wanna say thank you to everybody for all the, uh, we're approaching 200 listeners, which is amazing. We we can't thank you guys enough. We're gonna keep trying to put out quality content for you. So you're probably wondering why do we care about your fantasy insight well not to stroke my ego here but out of the last three years I've got two fantasy championships and one runner-up and that runner-up came to the guy sitting across the table from me yes
0: I'm a champion
1: (laughs) yeah he uh he squeaked out the luckiest uh fantasy output I've ever seen in a championship I scored 190 points and our league is not very bonus heavy we have people who score sub-100 every week. So for me to score 190 points and lose was a rough one, but that's neither here nor there. So we'll get into it with uh, the number one pick. Who, if you, uh, if you pull the number one pick out of the hat, who are you taking?
0: Listen, I've never had the number one pick, and to be honest, there's a lot of pressure that g- goes along with picking with the number one pick because... When you get that number one pick, you want to pick the best guy, but if you have let's say the third or the fourth pick, you're hoping that maybe that best guy has fallen to you yeah um, so
1: so my thoughts on that are when you've got the number one pick, it's okay, I don't want to pick the wrong guy, whereas if you have two or three, it kind of makes the decision for you and then you can yeah it's a lot easier of a it.
0: decision at um I'll put it to you this way, if you have um a top five pick, you're gonna get a solid player. Definitely. And then after that I think you drop down to tier two players, but um Yeah, especially in PPR because you wanna get a running back early that can catch passes.
1: Yep. So the last two seasons so two years ago I had the first pick. I'm sorry, two years ago I had the second pick. Last year I had the first pick. I took Todd Gurley and both of those both of those years i'm not taking todd Gurley this year i'm not going anywhere near he's got the arthritis and the surgically repaired knee i know they're putting out stories that he is looking sharp in camp and then he's looking back to the old todd Gurley. i mean do you expect them to say that he's not looking like the old todd Gurley? that he's looking banged up and we don't know if he's going to be able to be a full go this year i mean they're asking me they're gonna they're gonna put it out there that he's Um, he's looking good I'm staying away from him this year. If, if, if I can Yeah, there's a I big question
0: it. mark with the injury. So, knee injuries are not a good thing to have for your best player in fantasy football.
1: Again, with the knee injuries. Knee
0: injuries are very bad. <laughs> I must state the that's, obvious. Uh,
1: that's expert analysis right there. So, if I get the number one pick, and I think we're both in agreement here, if uh, I saw your notes correctly before we get started, I'm taking Alvin Kamara. If I can't have Kamara, it would be followed by McCaffrey. I think they are 1A and 1B in this league. They, I mean, the pass catching is, in a PPR league at least. If it's not PPR league, then it's a different story. You could potentially go with somebody else. But if you're not playing PPR, I mean, what are you doing? Come on, wake up.
0: With my first-round pick last year, I chose Alvin Kamara, I think, at number four number five. Um, My second-round pick was Christian McCaffrey. Kamara had 81 receptions Christian McCaffrey had 107 receptions and that's a big reason why I won the championship
1: (laughs) yeah that uh, runner-up team that I had had uh, Patrick Mahomes too I saw a stat that over 60% of fantasy championship winners had Patrick Mahomes I was not in that percentile even though I put up 190 points and Todd Gurley decided he didn't want to play that game but oh well we move on so yeah, we're both in agreement there. Kamara's the number 1 pick. I think on such he's ha, he's had a limited workload and he's been putting up ridiculous numbers the yeah. last the last 2 years. 15
0: right? yard, 1500 yards from scrimmage in both of his seasons, um
1: 81 catches at least in both What do he years? have?
0: 15 touchdowns last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think this year he could easily um 2,000 yards from scrimmage and get 20 touchdowns. Um, that's why I talked about him as a possible pick for the MVP. And not a lot of running backs win that, so if a running back is going to win the MVP, they're going to put up very big numbers. I like Alvin Kamara, especially with Mark Ingram out of the um, rotation. Latavius Murray is a goal line guy. He might take some touchdowns at the goal line i mean at yeah at in the red zone but um
1: yeah and just to uh fact check there last year alvin kamara had 14 rushing touchdowns so and how many receiving but when yeah when you add in the total he had a total of 18
0: 18 touchdowns
1: yeah so i mean he's the guy he's i think he's going to get more of a workload i know we brought in latavius murray but I mean, he's a third down back. But even on the goal line, they still love to go to Alvin Kamara with that fullback fake, and then they pitch out to him and he runs to the side, like, and it's a sprint to the pylon. Right. They love that play. Even uh, He can go up the middle. He can run through the gaps. Like, he can run in between the tackles. So, I don't know. I think that's the clear-cut number one pick. But A lot of people are saying Barkley. I do like Bark. Okay, so my reasoning with Saquon Barkley, which you could look at it as a positive, I think, Choose to look at it as a negative, is they have nobody else. Which is, you can look at it in the positive standpoint of he's going to get the ball nonstop. But I look at it as he's going to have more chance for injury, and the defense is going to key on Barkley. If you're shutting down Saquon Barkley, then you're probably going to hold the Giants to 21 points or less. In
0: 2016, I had David Johnson, and he was absolutely the best offensive player on his team and they were not a good football team. I see where you're But going he in. got the ball literally probably 70% of their uh, offensive plays went to him. So I mean, I don't know if you think Barkley can be durable enough to withstand a heavy workload. Um we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation over there. I know a lot of people are liking the rookie
1: yeah no I know that's what I said on the last episode Daniel Jones looked really good I said last episode I don't think Eli finishes the year as the starter
0: yeah and if um Daniel Jones is smart then he's gonna check down a lot to Barkley Barkley's a guy that can get a lot of receptions um
1: out the backfield
0: yep. Barkley had a tremendous season
1: last year without a doubt no he did I felt I felt like he started slow but then I don't know he hit that Jacksonville game he didn't do anything all game and then he breaks off a 65 yard touchdown run and tosses Calais Campbell to the ground that was kind of like the okay I'm here so I remember seeing that and kind of being like okay this guy's a real deal
0: yeah um David Johnson he's another guy like um
1: yeah I mean at the end of the day, these four
0: players we've talked about would definitely be my top four because of the um potential for uh m p p r leagues to have a running back that catches a lot of receptions in two thousand and sixteen, David Johnson had eighty receptions and twenty touchdowns um
1: yeah, I mean at the end of the day it's kind of tomato tomato it's it's I think you're splitting hairs here.
0: Kyler Murray will help David Johnson have a better season than he did last year. I think David Johnson think- leaps back to um a top five fantasy running back.
1: Yeah, having Rosen, I think, really affected him. Yeah, I mean, Rosen. They, they didn't worry about him in the passing game oh whatsoever. Oh my god, Rosen. You were a big Rosen guy last year too. Dude,
0: huh? Rosen. They need he needs to put a sock in his mouth. All right. <laughs> that kid talks so much shit, he ain't he ain't a pimple on Kyler Murray's ball sack.
1: <laughs> all right. Well there you go. That's all I gotta say. That's all he's gotta say about that. All right. Well yeah, so like I said, it's 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 a toss up here. I take Kamara partially because I'm a homer. It's I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, but I mean, the numbers are there. He's Yeah,
0: I mean, dude, those um the videos that have been coming out of Camara all offseason, those are very exciting to see the type of drills he's doing and, Oh, that
1: bat, the, yeah, the balance. The is balance is what separates him.
0: Right, Exactly. He gets hit hard and you Every other running back in the league would go down, but yep. sometimes somehow he stays up. He's a yep. guy he's extremely hard to tackle.
1: So there you go. We, we are in agreement. Kamara's the number one pick, followed by McCaffrey. Just, I mean, volume alone, you got to. So, but with uh, Brick's point on Saquon, it makes sense. I mean, he's going to get the ball every play. So that's something to definitely consider. So we'll move on. To why you don't need to take a quarterback before the fifth round. A lot of people say that you don't need to take a quarterback until the eighth or ninth round. But I feel like once that first guy, just don't be the first guy to take the quarterback unless it's the fourth round and Patrick Mahomes is still there. If you have three solid players and Patrick Mahomes is still on the board come the fourth round, I think you got to pull the trigger there. I had him last year. He broke all the fantasy records. The guy's the real deal. I mean... It's pretty self explanatory. But if it's, I mean, once Mahomes is gone, it's going to start the wave and everybody's going to start thinking, I got to snag a quarterback from there. So, but there's so many good ones. There's so many quality quarterbacks that are going to be more than capable of helping you win your league, you know?
0: Yeah, if you're playing in a PPR league, especially you don't want to draft a quarterback until you have those wide receiver positions filled and those running back positions filled. I mean, last year I drafted Aaron Rodgers in the third round, which was a mistake, but but I it didn't end up costing me <laughs> the championship because it just so happened that in week 16, Aaron Rodgers had his um, highest output in terms
1: of points as did every other player on your team
0: yeah I had Robbie Anderson who I picked up off of the uh waiver wire he had over 30 I think everyone on my team had over 30. David
1: Njoku catches a 70 yard touchdown pass yeah to I believe to end the half I think it was like a Hail Mary yeah it it was was something crazy it was like everything that could possibly go wrong on my end did
0: yeah usually if you score 190 points you're gonna win the game but um
1: handedly pretty easily 190 points that's what I said in our league it's not it's not bonus heavy
0: there was a few times people scored over 200
1: I think twice yeah and the year scored. before that I think I was the only one to have my team go over 200 200 is not that's like the mark if you go over 200 you've te- your team had an incredible game that's why I said every week there's somebody sub 100 points yep so yeah back to the quarterback thing I had Mahomes, so if you take Mahomes early and you risk missing out on another potential player, a running back or a receiver, tight end, etc., I had Mahomes and I lost. So it is not a sure thing whatsoever, and my team was very good. but So let's go to uh, tight ends. Obviously you have Kelsey and Ertz sitting at the top, number one and number two. I've had Travis Kelsey in every league for the last three years. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite all-around players in the league outside of Saints players. So, But after him, I mean, who do you have? I like Jared Cook. Jared Cook, um, yeah. <laughs> I think Jared Cook's po- uh, poised to have a good – he had career highs in pretty much all across the board last year with the Raiders, and now you're coming to a quarterback that knows how to throw the ball so and not throw it to the other team like Derek Carr. I think he's going to have a big year. I really do. I think it's going to take some pressure off of Michael Thomas as well, so it's only going to help him. I think when it comes down to tight ends, though, I mean, David Njoku is a guy who I think could have a potentially breakout year. Hunter Henry, um, I've been hearing that he seems to be okay with the injuries, the knee injuries. uh, They're saying he seems to be back. So that was a guy who showed flashes. So we'll see with him. O.J. Howard is a guy that I'm looking to see have a big year. I mean, that guy is too big and too fast to not produce. Did so. he
0: get injured last year? O.J. Howard? Yeah.
1: Um, I couldn't tell you, honestly.
0: I'm thinking he did because I'm thinking he had a couple of good games and then something happened to where he fell off. I think I know. he suffered um an injury for part of the season.
1: Yeah. I know I'm, I know he's healthy now. Um. And they're saying that he's been looking pretty decent in camp, but uh, I mean, he's a guy. I mean, he came out of Alabama. You saw, him, we saw him in the national championship game. That was like his coming out party, and then that made him skyrocket up the uh, draft boards. So
0: yeah, um, I like Evan Ingram.
1: Yeah, I do. I do always overlook Evan Ingram. I will admit that. So he
0: had injury problems last year though as well. Um, especially with Odell Beckham gone, I like Evan Ingram. Um, as a second option to, to uh, Barkley because Evan Ingram's a very fast tight end. He's faster than most wide receivers on that team, probably. So that's always a point, speed, kills.
1: So in regards to uh, O.J. Howard, he did have the uh, foot injury last year that sidelined him for a few weeks, and he also had a knee injury as well. So last I saw was that he was healthy. He was good to go. Um, but I mean, they don't really release too much information before uh, before the start of the season. Anyway, everybody kind of tries to hold their cards close to the vest. So. Yeah,
0: tight ends are hard, um, hard thing to pick. Kelsey's obviously
1: there's just so the far best tight end. Of a, There's so far of a separation from the top to the right. rest. Like
0: even Kelsey, there's. There's Kelsey, then there's basically everyone else, in my opinion. I know Zach Ertz is a good tight end, but he's not on Kelsey's level, not even close, in my opinion. but
1: Yeah, I agree. Kelsey's
0: I agree. ranked higher um, on Matt Berry's list than, um, of overall players than Tyreek Hill is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a point. Tyreek Hill was one of the top fantasy receivers last year.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, we had this discussion last year in regards to Tyreek Hill. He's boomer bust, in my opinion. If he doesn't get you a deep ball, he's getting you... In a PPR league, he's getting you eight points, maybe. Yeah. In between five to eight, I'd say he's going to get three catches for forty yards. But if he gets that deep ball touchdown, especially if you have bonuses, I mean, then he's going to he's going to rack it up for you. But I don't like to depend on the deep ball. I like to, if it's there, then great. It's Lanyap, But I want the guy. I want the Michael Thomas who's going to get eight catches, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Like. That's what I'm looking for. So, but all right, well, let's keep it moving. We're going to now move on to a couple potential breakout players and or sleepers. So one player I'm high on, which I notice um, everybody's high on this guy, Josh Jacobs, the running back out of Alabama. So he's with Oakland, rookie running back. I just feel like rookie running backs, it's easier for rookie running backs to translate to the nfl game than most any other position i feel like they literally they hit the ground running no pun intended his um last year at alabama he had 640 yards on 120 attempts that's 5.3 yards a carry and 11 touchdowns and that was in an offense where i mean we all saw Tua. they they threw the ball all over the place so Really, that's limited carries, and he was putting up pretty substantial numbers. He also had 20 receptions for 247 yards and an additional three touchdowns. That's 12.4 yards per reception. So he's more than capable of catching out the backfield. The Raiders kind of revamped the offensive line. I wouldn't say revamped, but they brought in a couple people to help bolster the offensive line. So I think he's he's poised for a big year, in my opinion. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think so. So... Matt Barry had him, I think, at his 17th best player overall. I would not have him that high
1: as a rookie. Um, I think he's a guy who you could get mid-round and has the potential I mean, you're talking to, about
0: late second round. They that uh, they have, If you're in a 10-man league, it's late second round. If you're in a 12-man league, it's going to be in the middle of the second round. They're talking about him going. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, see, I, th- I think there's better running backs um, still behind him
1: yeah i do think he is a good he'd be a good pickup i would say around three or four i'm
0: worried about the um raiders man the raiders
1: discombobulated i just don't know <laughs> i don't know if
0: gruden forgot how to coach or what but he doesn't even have last year who was their um they had like a committee of running backs coming in and well
1: they had Marshawn, and then uh they had uh what was his name doug I- Doug Martin, and yeah. then they had another guy, like, their are out the back. Jalen Richard. Yep, yep. That's
0: yeah, Jalen Richard, to me, was one of um, probably their best running back, but Doug Martin, for some reason, was in front of him getting the ball. I don't understand why, but yeah, me um,
1: neither. yeah well. there's
0: a lot of questions th- that goes on in Oakland, especially with the Amari Cooper thing. I mean, we'll see what happens, but – um. Two guys that I like that are out of the even second and third round is Linda Fournette who's ranked number forty on Matt Berry's Yeah, that's crazy top to me. Two hundred players, and Darius Geis, who is ranked sixty eight. Those are um two guys that I could that I believe could be start, uh, that you could start in a starting running back position and get you fifteen to twenty points a game. Yeah, um I agree. but that you don't have to pick so high up.
1: Yeah, you don't have to risk a first-round pick or even necessarily a second-round Yeah, second and round I usually
0: on. I like to um, pick two running backs.
1: Back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Yep.
0: I like to – if I get um, a top first-round pick, but then the top half I'm going running back. If I get the second half, then I might go wide receiver, then running back if you're in a PPR league. But um, no doubt you have to get those position players down before you draft your quarterback. I think it's a must, and it will help you in the long run
1: yeah so another player that I think is poised for a big year is uh Damian Williams out of Kansas City so he didn't get substantial time until Kareem Hunt was let go which was I believe week 11 so he had his breakout so he came in week 12 I would say he had his breakout game week 15 against Seattle where he had not his breakout game but his I'm here game I'm somebody that you got to worry about 13 carries for 103 yards so that's almost eight yards per carry he added on an additional seven receptions on seven targets for 37 yards and a touchdown so i mean that's a pretty good i mean right there if you're playing ppr you're getting seven points for the receptions plus another three for the yards seven for the touchdown and 10 for the rushing yards so i mean that's a that's a pretty good game and then he followed that performance up 2 weeks later in the playoffs against the Colts where he had 25 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown and added another 5 catches for 25 yards. So, I think he's going to get pretty much all of the all of the uh first and second down touches obviously. I don't know about their third down running back what they're what they're planning on doing there, but he's going to get a lot of catches out of the backfield. Mahomes loves to check down. So, everybody wants to pretend like Mahomes is just I remember that was the that was the argument last year. Well, well, Drew Brees just throws all the little dump-off passes. But if you actually go look at it, Drew Brees throws the most passes and completes the most and has the highest uh, passer rating on passes 20 yards or more down the field, whereas Mahomes was near the – I think he was top three in yards five, and passes five yards or less. So he likes the dump-offs. I think that's another guy who's going to be uh, – poised for a big year as potential sleepers obviously uh, I talked about Chris Godwin last episode the only thing that worries me about Chris Godwin is Jameis Winston I mean but Bruce Arians with that offense I like Bruce Arians Mike Evans is going to garner a lot of attention so Chris Godwin's a guy to consider mid rounds mid to late rounds and then Kyler Murray I think Kyler Murray is going to put up a lot of points in fantasy he's a dual threat I think he's gonna. they're going to air it out. They're going to have that college offense that nobody's really going to be 100% prepared for yet, so there's going to be a little adjustment period there. And then kind of to tag on with Kyler Murray is Christian Kirk, his wide receiver. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald is going to be his security blanket, his go-to guy, but, I mean, Fitzgerald's old.
0: Yep, and David Johnson.
1: And David Johnson, yes, but out of receiver-wise. I don't know. I think David re- Johnson. That's the only guy he's I think in to.
0: 2016, David Johnson probably led the team in receptions with 80. I'm guessing. I don't know. You'd have to fact check me. Maybe Fitzgerald had more, but I'm I sure doubt he was it was around it. I have both of them on my team, and I won the championship that year. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I do like Kyler Murray. I think he could. I think he could put up some points. I do. I think that I offense I think is going to give people fits.
0: He's going to be like um, a Russell Wilson, but yeah. I think he's a little bit more athletic than Russell Wilson. Um Russell Wilson had a good rookie year.
1: Yeah, he came in and took the job from uh Matt Flynn. Yep, after they just gave him twenty million. Matt Flynn is the uh the
0: He got paid to do prototypical
1: nothing. yeah, the uh star. He had the easiest easiest NFL career out of anybody. Yeah. I mean I am the guy.
0: Yeah, Kyler Murray. I like Kyler Murray a lot too, but I mean a lot of people like Kyler Murray. I'm somewhat opposed to picking a um rookie quarterback as your first quarterback. And I think they have him right behind golf in terms of ranking. Mm-hmm. Matt Berry does. So um I don't know, that would concern me. I'm not sure if I would go with him go um with Murray as my first quarterback, but
1: maybe a backup I would yeah I wouldn't take him as my my number one guy definitely not I don't think I would I, I would get him as somebody to kind of stash put on the side and then it's kind of what I did last year I, I got my homes in like the twelve. a lot
0: round. of times rookie quarterbacks go undrafted I yeah. think when I was um
1: no yeah they have a uh, another guy they have Lamar Jackson going in I think they said the 16th round on average yeah that's another I mean,
0: he's a guy that may go undrafted yeah but um
1: that's another guy to consider yeah, I
0: mean, the exciting thing about Lamar Jackson is he could get you – a lot of times he could get you close to 100 yards rushing and yeah. possibly a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah.
1: So, all right, well, that, anything more you want to say there on that topic?
0: Um, no, I don't think so, no. i okay. got no more sleepers.
1: All right, well, let's move on to uh, – so with our league – we have a punishment for whoever comes in last place it's voted on before the season starts it's supposed to be agreed upon um so everyone agrees before you figure out if your team's good or not so you can't start backing out of it but so the punishment for our league the last two years was whoever comes in last has to go to buffalo wild wings and do the blazing wings challenge which is their hottest sauce you have to eat i think it's 10 or 12 of the bone-in wings in 10 minutes with nothing to drink, no napkin, can't do, can't wipe your mouth, nothing. So, And if you complete it, you get your picture on the wall. And so I tried to up the ante with if you can complete it, you can get free entry into the league next year. Well, nobody's gotten more than two wings, three maybe. Yeah, I ate
0: more, more of them. I was the champion. I ate more. (laughs) <laughs> Wings in the last place guy this year. Yeah, it was a... I'm a, tr- I'm a true champion.
1: It was a piss-poor effort, to say the least. But also, on top of that, we go to Goodwill, and we pick out the worst outfit we could possibly find, and we dress them up. So, I think the first year, we had him in a skirt with a turquoise blouse and, like, size 18, like, Kmart shack basketball shoes, and a nice little... Hello Kitty fedora, the whole the whole nine. He was dressed head to toe. He was decked out. So we're trying to come up with another punishment. And if you guys have any ideas, fill us in. But I have two. That uh, One that I've been thinking for quite some time was uh, a good idea was... Everybody's seen Dodgeball. I would hope. If not, I don't know what you're doing. You need to get out there and go watch it. But uh, have a one-man car wash, just like they did in the movie... So have somebody in a Speedo and uh, get out there and hold a one-man car wash. And I think uh, I know the perfect spot for everybody who uh, is local to us right there on the lakefront in the little circle off on the left side, Uh, right next to that children's playground, really spice it up a little bit.
0: Oh, shoot. Someone might get arrested (laughs) and decent exposure to children. Hey. (laughs) That might be a... uh... The we'll, sex offense. We'll cross
1: that bridge when we come to it. But uh, I think that would be a hell of an idea. Maybe like three hours. Maybe set up a little lemonade stand. Everybody would look at us. They'd think we got a pedophile written all over us. But I think that would be uh, pretty embarrassing if came in last. But so this next idea, I think might be the best idea I've ever heard. I heard about it last year. So it's called the Waffle House Challenge. You have to stay in a Waffle House for 24 hours straight. And every waffle you eat you can uh take an hour away from your time so you put down 24 waffles you can get out of there if it takes an hour to eat 23 well then you're good you can leave i think i mean that would be the worst thing ever in my opinion
0: yeah that's an interesting one the waffle house challenge i mean,
1: I mean you you wind up if you you don't ever want to be at waffle house when there's a shift change let's put it that way there's a i mean come three o'clock in the morning there's going to be some interesting characters sitting in waffle house you're going to make some friends or some enemies. It's gonna get uh a little uncomfortable to say the least. Not to mention I think I think if I if I had to do it, I think I could get in there. I could put down four waffles easy. Right off the bat. I'm I'm looking at twenty hours. And then probably give me about another hour to let that digest. And then I think I could go at another two, maybe. But once I mean you got six waffles just floating around in your stomach, you gotta start thinking about a game playing syrup, no syrup. You drinking water. Don't want to drink again. Yeah,
0: no syrup. <laughs> for sure. Um
1: just straight carbs with the with the waffle.
0: Yeah, I think I could do about 6 waffles within that first hour. But then I don't know, dude, I'm be sitting there. I got 18 more hours. I might take it um let's say so you got 6.
1: I'd be having a blunt. I'd throw. wait
0: another 4 hours before I ate again <laughs> and i put down another 6. Really? Yeah and then where's where's that put you that's um Uh, that's 12 hours
1: plus four hours that it took you to uh eat the waffles so 16 hours
0: yeah and then however long it took you to eat the waffles adding in let's say it took you uh, an hour each time two (laughs) hours um then you're at (laughs) 18 18 hours yeah i mean
1: you're still sitting in there for six hours (laughs) and you're feeling like shit you're probably throwing up on yourself I'd be telling them toss some waffles in the smooth in the yeah. Uh, in don't the come in last.
0: <laughs> don't come in last. Bring a blender.
1: Oh, um, man. that's one that definitely. Consider. I
0: always wanted last place to cut all their hair off and shave their head <laughs> b- totally bald, Um but if ever the rest of my people have it. been opposed to that, I know I'm not coming in last place. But I would not be opposed to shaving my head if it if I did because. um I'm young enough to where my hair will grow back, <laughs> so hair always grows back.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple, uh couple good years in a row, so I'm feeling pretty confident too when it comes to the punishment. But right whenever you, right whenever you get complacent and yeah, start if you, thinking get you get cocky and
0: you come up with some new one, you'll be the one in last place. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well that ought to do it. Um, all right, guys, I want to say thank you for tuning in. As always, you can follow us at Big Easy Bets on Twitter we can uh you can listen to us on soundcloud spotify youtube and itunes is coming soon so we're going to be having uh college football kickoff here in about what is it next not this weekend but next we got a big game
0: yeah on august 24th you got miami playing florida and you got uh, arizona playing hawaii both of those are some uh decent games to bet on we'll be here to give you the picks
1: yeah, so the format that we're going to do here, we are going to track all of our picks. So we're going to keep a running tally of who's right and who's wrong, give you an idea of who's, uh, who's making the best picks, college and NFL. So give you somebody to uh, decide who you want to uh, listen to their picks and who one of us you might not want to, depending on how we're doing.
0: Yeah, and for all the fight fans out there, I went to the sports book today I placed a parlay with Nate Diaz and Daniel Cormier. I'm staying away from the Romero fight. I don't know enough about this guy, Costa. So that's what I'm going with. I'm parlaying Cormier and um, Nate Diaz. Okay. I know he likes Stipe, but I think Diaz. I do like Stipe. I'm, I'm rooting for the homeboy with um Cormier, I mean.
1: Yeah, I understand it. I think Stipe is going to come out Uh a little smarter than he did last time but all right well that wraps it up for the first one guys thank you guys for tuning in and we'll be back in about a week or so with another episode
0: the saints we marching in
1: this year we hit a win let's get it <laughs> yeah
0: baby boy the prince Everybody the train of the best can't up. stop us this year <laughs> we oh. we undefeated so again. <laughs> no this is the way we live. Mm. Saints, number one on the field. Katrina, mm. the best can't stop us this year. So beating these teams is Extreme no big, deal. Big, deal. big This is the way I we live. and Saints number one on the field. Katrina, other the best can't stop us this year. So beating these teams is no big deal,
1: This is the way who that said they gonna beat them Saints?